The thing I love most about this rivalry, yeah. everybody's wrong until the result comes in. Let's go. They always say, throw out the records when it comes to this rivalry. On that day, you have to prove that you're the better team in the state of Michigan. I don't get why both teams can't be great at the same time. It doesn't always have to be one or the other. I love you, man, but you're an idiot. A Michigan, Michigan State podcast. And here's your hosts, Justin Rose and Michael Spath. Well, you know, when we recorded that open, and I said the thing about, you know, I don't yeah. understand why both teams can't be good at the same time. It's because one of them can't have a coach. That's why. Hello, everybody. Justin Rose, Michael Spath. I love you, but you're an idiot podcast. We are entering week six mm-hmm. of the college football season. Michigan State on a bye this week. Uh, plenty of news, though, coming out of East Lansing when Mel Tucker uh, will have his uh, trial, hearing. I guess, hearing. I don't know. It's, it's what, 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 do you, what do you call it? It's a hearing, but it's also like pretty much all the information for yeah. assistant coaches or four different key witnesses are going to be jumping in there. We'll get into that in a minute. Hey, I got to uh, say for a bye week, like one of the things I always hope on a bye week is that there's great college football that, you know, you're, you're not, your game's not up against. So you're not having to like sacrifice like, well, I want to watch my team, but oh, you know, there's this top 10 matchup going on. So maybe I go to the bar, maybe I pull out the second TV, the whole thing. This is a great weekend for you to have a buy. Oh yeah. Because there are so many really intriguing games. I looked at the, when Michigan has its buy in three weeks or something that, eh. I mean, there's one Utah, Oregon, but other than that, there's not anything. We so, got good football. Yeah, absolutely. We got good football going on. Uh, let's start with Michigan though. They, they play this week. Um, against Minnesota up in Minneapolis, Taylor Swift, apparently going to be, really? uh, you know, in Minneapolis, uh, m- maybe for the chiefs game because okay. the chiefs play the Vikings on Sunday. So okay. maybe is she going to give JJ McCarthy a kiss on the sideline. You know what? She's, she's obviously, uh, like the hot button issue in the yeah. NFL right now. And, and somebody put out a poll today on Twitter and I was reading, it's like, how annoyed are you? Or who are you most annoyed with? And I was like, nobody. Like, how can you be annoyed by this Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey thing? It's good for the game. It gets more people, non-traditional sports viewers involved. It's a cute story. Like, mm-hmm. it's, there's nothing malicious about this. And for all the tin cap wearers out there, I, I salute you. Uh, <laughs> but also, like, eh, is, is it really hurting you? Like, I, I've, I've been able to d- turn it off to, like. I mean, I, I, I literally. I, I don't care. I literally saw the 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 first day that she was at the Chiefs game. And as a Lions fan that has. No interest in the Chiefs after the Lions beat them in week one. Like, I haven't paid attention at all. And I think I think that's one of the things that fans, when, they, when they're like, oh, the, you know, this guy's getting, you know, thrown, stuffed down my throat or like anything like that. Like, just don't pay attention, like, right? Like, like, I've had a lot of people talk about like, well, you know, LeBron is very political and I don't like that he's political. And I'm like, I, I guess I don't, I don't notice because I don't like jump on Twitter and follow LeBron and like see him comment on everything. Like, I just, I pay attention to my team. Right. I pay attention to the NBA overall. That's that. It's like when a fly starts buzzing around your head and you have to wave it away and then it finally goes away. It's a slight inconvenience. Yeah. But it doesn't affect your day to day. The fly has not really affected you in a way no, no. where you're going to like talk about it that it's night. Not a bummer Gosh, this stung fly. You. <laughs> you can't get rid of this fly. Anyways, yeah. yeah. Michigan, Minnesota. Uh, Michigan looked like the full uh, three, you know, three phase complete team from. Uh, a week ago in their dismantling of the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Uh, more of the same. 
this week. I think is, is there is you know as a Michigan fan, you watched the game. I know you were excited, yeah. you were elated, you were happy to see dominance all over the place. JJ didn't even have to play the second half. <laughs> you know, the second group comes in, they move the ball effectively. All of, all of the things you want to see when you're playing. You know, I don't want to call them a cupcake because it's it, it, a bad team and yeah, not a, right, not a great right. team uh, because Nebraska is not some cupcake team like you know whoever. Is it is it simple to say? I'm just looking for more of the same. No, I mean, I, it's, that's, that's, yeah, it, it's, it's again, a, it's a, it's a matchup, a 19 point favorite where you're not expecting them to challenge Michigan. You're not expecting uh, at seven 30 at night to be on the edge of your seat watching the game. But as I said earlier this week in the first pod of week six, and, and I said last week, like I, I'm going to try to really enjoy these because there's only so many college football weekends in a given season. And so, um, yeah, I, I don't know if I'll have my popcorn out, but, uh, but I'll be invested in the game. And I just want them to, I was talking to someone inside Chemical Hall this week, um, someone I've known for a long time. He just said, hey, he's like, here's where we're at, is last week was great. And he's like, this week, we just got to take a, a step forward because ultimately we're building towards something. We're building towards, you know, he, he wasn't going to make a big 10 titles. He's, he's building towards November because in November you have a, an undefeated Maryland team at the moment. You have Penn State on the road. You have Ohio State. That's what you're building towards is you need to be peaking and playing your best football uh, in November. And so in that, in that vein, like you do that by taking a small step forward and just continuing to show, uh, that you're a clean team, that there's, um, you know, there's no, you know, there's no regression week to week. There should be progression week to week. And so that's what I'm looking for from Michigan is yeah. Another dominating win. Absolutely. Win by night, win by 19, hell win by 35. So on that point, um, I think we know that you guys have uh, Roman Wilson, who's who made yeah. you know a top ten catch of the season so far. Who else at the wide receiver position are you hoping maybe starts to take that next step forward? Well, I think that you've what you've seen is Cornelius Johnson as a fifth year senior is someone that's always been dependable. He had the big game against Ohio State last year, the two touchdowns. Um, he is a a rock solid guy, but he's never been you know, the guy, in fact, he kind of got eclipsed this year by Roman Wilson. So you look for some of those younger guys. Samaj Morgan is a young kid, a freshman. Tyler Morris uh, is a sophomore that have had some nice moments. Darius Clemens, a sophomore that had uh, his first, uh, you know, nice catch last week. So those three guys, if, if you're going to be, when you go to play Ohio State, if you're going to play Penn State and they try to take Roman Wilson away, it's going to be like one of those three guys that needs to also have a pretty big game uh, for, for JJ to, to have his, um, who else is explosive? Who else can make some plays down the field? Who else can do the things on crossing routes where, where Roman is being, you know, the safeties over the top, the cornerback, and they've got a really good cornerback in Kalen King. Uh, so that's what I'm kind of looking for. They also have some, you know, really good tight ends. Colson Loveland, I'd argue is the best tight end in the big 10, uh, you know, with his ability to catch just about anything and his speed. So, I mean, yeah, maybe you're looking for those little things. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to jump into the whole Donovan Edwards. I, I think last week after Kalal Mullins came in as your third back and he rushed for like a twenty-five yard touchdown. Like, I'd like to see a little bit more of him. What's he capable of? Can he? Can he maybe unburden Blake Corum a little bit, especially in you know short yardage or goal line situations? Because right now that's Corum, and Corum, for as good as he is in those moments, that's when he's taking a lot of that beating. Right. right? right. I mean, it's one thing on a normal play where he can wiggle and he can bounce around the whole thing, but when it's a fourth and one, you've got, you know, six, seven bodies that are going to hit you. And I'd rather that be somebody else so that when we get to Ohio State, Blake Quorum is 100% healthy. Yeah. No, you got it. Health is obviously number one thing when you guys continue to go through your current schedule the way that it's set up right now yeah. is you can't 
can't afford in these games that that they matter, but they don't in the mm-hmm. grand scheme of things. I mean, you're not likely going to lose these games. There's there's very little chance that you fall far enough behind where you can't come back. I mean, yeah. Michigan's just constructed differently than they were in the past, where it was like so run heavy. Where if they got down by two scores, it's like, oh, okay, now we have to throw the football. Now it's yeah. like now we throw the football first, and that sets up the run. It's almost Absolutely. like they've they've really like reversed a little reversed bit. that yeah. and became yeah. you know, and they're still very balanced, and they obviously run the ball very well with Corum and, and company. Um, I tell you what, I, I tell you what, two things, Justin, um, in the periphery a little bit, because the actual game and I was going through and looking at Minnesota stats. God, they're awful, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, they lost Northwestern in overtime. They blew after a, the 21 yeah, point, 21 point lead. Um, they got blown out by North Carolina on the road. Uh, you know, all indications they beat Nebraska 13 to 10. Ooh, so all indications spicy. that this will be, a, a fair similar to what we saw last week. So there's two things going on in Michigan football that are, that are on the edges that people are paying attention to. And I, I want to call it like manufactured controversy because one of them is this argument about that Michigan should be the number one team in the country. I saw a lot of people, a lot of Michigan fans uh, getting into this on Twitter after the poll came out and Georgia was still number one and like, well, were they not watching the games? Were they not watching? Georgia's looked average this year. And I'm like, well, they're the defending national champion, two-time yeah, national champion, say two-time national champion. And Michigan until this weekend looked pretty meh in all in its first four games. Like this to me is a is a in to borrow your phrase like a nothing burger. Like what are we even talking about? That's one of them. The other one is this idea that uh, Ward Manuel and the athletic department are dragging their feet on giving Jim Harbaugh a new contract, and that that they are upsetting Jim and and. He's going to bolt after the season because they haven't made him the highest coach in the Big Ten. Oh. And, and I, I've got to say, I was doing this timeline. So he signed a new deal after the 2021 season in February of 2022 after he flirted with the Vikings. At that time, he signed. He had just won the Big Ten, just beaten Ohio State, just gone to the couch to a playoff, had all the leverage in the world. He had just had a job opportunity with the Vikings and like had Michigan in a good spot. And he signed a deal that made him the third highest paid coach in the Big Ten. He knowingly signed the deal that made him the third highest paid coach in the Big Ten. So fast forward a year and a half, and he's upset that he's the third highest paid coach in the Big Ten. Once you take Mel Tucker out of the equation, because he's out of the equation. Like, so where's this? This is manufactured controversy. Like, he signed the deal. He knew what he was signing. Yes, he's won another Big Ten title, but now he's upset that he's the third. Like, this is what supposedly on the message boards, oh, he's mad that he's the he's not the highest paid. But he... He signed that deal. Like, what are we talking about here? Does, do you, this is what's so funny when you talk about, like, like millionaires. How much money is too much money? Yeah. And, like, Jim Harbaugh has had a, I don't know, how many years has he been coaching? 20, 15, 20 years? I mean, I, mean, I think. Like, what like, was his Stanford first, or his first San Diego uh, University in 2003, something like so that? So he's been coaching for 20 years. Yeah. Professionally, or, you know, in college and in the pros. The guy is making... On average, $1.345 million. If you look over the span of like the 20 years. So the guy's got just yeah. ridiculous amounts of money sitting around. I bet we could and, look up his career net worth. And you keep on yeah, talking. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep I'll look. talking. Look it up. Because my whole thing with like this whole like, if you get to a point where you're making millions of dollars for 20 plus years, and then you're going, oh, I'm not paid. I'm not paid enough. It's like. You you just rub everybody the wrong, and I'm not saying Jim Harbaugh's doing that. I'm not saying that he's doing that. I don't, think he, I don't is. think he is, and that's why I think 
these 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 fabricated titles of the most paid, highest paid coach or this and that, they don't mean squat mm -hmm. to Jim. Because mm -hmm. he's not that flashy guy. He's not a guy who drives around in a Lamborghini. He doesn't have expensive suits. I mean, the guy buys Lululemon pants. Yeah. And he wears and, a polo. Yeah. And he mows his lawn and he probably has a pair of Air Monarchs, like every other dad out there. Yeah. You have your pair of Air Monarchs? Yet? I don't. I need to get I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah, that's okay. your Christmas present for me. <sighs> what size are you? I gotta make sure. Uh, is that a shoe, I'm assuming? Oh, uh, it's the dad shoe. You'll okay. know it when you 12. see it. Okay, perfect. I, I know what yeah. I'm getting you. They're yeah. like Kohl's, JCPenney's, all the oh. all the places where like dads who just don't yeah. give a shit about what they wear go. Like, you'll get some monarchs for me for Christmas. Well, for sure. and I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure he probably has a deal with local dealerships where he's not even buying his car. No, he's not you paying know? for it. His mean, house is probably paid and clear. Like yeah. 35 again, million, by the way, is what 30, he's is what he's made as a coach. So 35 million plus yeah. his NFL playing career, which is probably NFL playing career. Another thirty yeah. million dollars. So th this this whole idea that like somebody's pride is hurt when they're not making as much money when you already got $60 million in over a lifetime of, yeah, of, yeah. of earnings. Come on people. Like seriously. I, I agree. Like, and, what the hell? And even if Ryan day makes more than him, I mean that who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Oh, I beat him twice. Okay. He's, well, he's, okay. he's beating you twice. So here's, like, here's, here's the counterpoint about money. Everyone, Michigan fans especially, nobody cares about Mel Tucker's contract more than Michigan fans. Mm -hmm. Now, it was a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to sit here and say it was nothing. But, like, I never cared. I never cared that he was – it was like what it showed to me as a state fan was like our program's ready to invest yeah. the resources to be a contender in the yeah. new football yeah. world. Yeah. Period. End of story. And, look, I'm not paying for it. Yeah. And neither is most of the people that are complaining about it. Right. So it's also like if you – it doesn't matter. Pay a guy $100 million, $200 million. It's going to keep going up until this bubble finally well, bursts. That's, you're but right. You're my right. point is, is like, if Jim Harbaugh's doing a good job and he goes in and goes, well, all right, I want, like, like he had done. He took a pay cut to keep his job. After the 2020 After the 2020, 2020 season. season. Yeah, yeah. And he basically said, I'm going to do it on a prove it deal. And then he went out and he proved it. Yeah. So I don't have any problem with them going back and say, okay, let's make you more high paid if you want to. But at the same time, he's going... Basically, after that year, it showed me this. I don't care about money. I don't care about status. Right. I don't care about anything but winning football games at Michigan. And, and I, guess what he's done since A then. lot of that. And I, I've actually heard that, you know, I, I don't take this, you know, quote me on it, but I heard, like, they've done some things with, like, life insurance policies that as additional revenue that's coming to the fam, all types of stuff. So, I, again, I agree with you. I don't think he's hurting for money. But I also think this, like, are you, do you need to rip up a contract every year? Like, so, so after last season, you know, this is where the whole contract uh, talk talk started was like, oh, he's not happy. And like, they need to give him a new deal. And so, you know, some websites out there have been manufacturing this since the end of last season, but he had just signed a new deal the year before. Like, are we supposed to every year you got to rip up a contract? Like, what's the point of a contract? And I mean, he, wish they would have done that in my TV career. <laughs> it's through 2026. So yeah, I mean, when you get to like after the 2024 season and you want to extend them and the whole thing. Like I get that to like make it for recruiting purposes, but yeah, I just think, I just think this is a nothing. I think there's people that like to talk that are in, I don't even say his circle, but certainly try to represent him that are like, Oh, he's got Ward manuals got to do. I think there's a lot of people who try to blame Ward manual for everything. And I certainly think on the name image and likeness front, he has not been a friend, uh, a friend to the collectives and what there could be, but yeah, like we don't need to manufacture something just for the sake of it. No. Let me let me ask you this. Speaking of, we'll come back to Michigan a little bit and offer our prediction for this for this weekend's game at Minnesota. By the way, I love Minneapolis. If you've never been, never been, I want to go. 
This is a great college town, in my opinion. Uh, really, really hype it up. Uh, yeah, you can pick up the pick up the shirt before we jump into this. Is well, the- I was just you know we're we're a rivalry podcast, and they're doing a really cool thing for the Ronald McDonald um, Children's Hospital. Yeah, and I think that this is great battle for the houses. If you haven't seen it, Mike Martin and uh, Todd Duckett, TJ Duckett, TJ Todd TJ. Yeah. He's the same. They're doing this really cool fundraiser between Michigan and Michigan State. Um, we will link the uh, where you can go to find out more information in the in the description below. We're on YouTube now. You so, did this. I, I did this. Yeah. You know, just adding more work. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, basically, you can watch this full episode if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes or any of the uh, podcast platforms. That's great. We love you for listening there. But you can also watch us and our antics. You can see what we're wearing. Which obviously, yeah. I mean, uh, I've got the Ronald. McDonald you've got house the Ronald McDonald House shirt on. I didn't put it on because I was wearing. My wife told me she loved this shirt as I left the house today, and well, I said, "Well, I can't I mean, take this yeah. off." And then she said, "Pray for birdies, huh?" I said, "Every day." Are you golfing today? No, I played the last two days. I did. Okay. Uh, th- let's see, thirty-six plus nine. Okay. So yeah, I did a lot. I, I just wondered since you w- walked in here with the shirt with the hat on, I was like, "Are you? You must be golfing." And you've no. got you've got like a window here before it starts raining, and then it's like the weather. It's over. We have had a gorgeous stretch in Michigan, as arguably as good of a stretch as you can have in the in the mid fall, eighties sunny, and now it's about to hit. We're about to be like the fifties this weekend. It's so it's over. Yeah. All right. So let sad. me ask you this question because we're talking money, money, money when it comes to coaches' salaries, and I know that you have said like, "Hey, we got seven weeks left here. Like, what are we doing coaching search talks for?" But this is the Mel Tucker week when he's ultimately there's going to be some type of announcement. I don't think they're I don't know if they're going to announce like, hey, we're parting ways uh, and he's getting his a $10 million buyout or like something. But it leads to conversations and it's going to lead to conversations for weeks on end about who's going to replace Mel Tucker. And there is, as you would expect, uh, a a line being drawn in the sand between what Michigan fans think Michigan state is capable of getting and what Michigan state fans think they're capable of getting. My question to you, because I, I hear some people say like, well, we shouldn't, you know, stoop to some of these tier two candidates and stuff like that. Who are some realistic names that you would be happy with and maybe are worth the 10 to $11 million to pay if that's what it takes to get them here. So to answer that, I'm not ready to unveil my, my short list yet. I'm still manicuring. You're holding out. I'm holding out. Oh. But, but, but I do have an interesting uh, set of stats here for, for a guy that I think that they should throw as much money at to, mm. to see if he would come. So somebody was talking about um, how Michigan State's kind of, you know, it seems from the outside like a dumpster fire, right? Like the roster maybe isn't where it needs to be. But at the same time, I think that the school has made it very clear. We have the resources. We have the assistant pool money. We have things. So let me give you the guys. Let me give you this guy's uh, you know, track record. Okay. I'm not going to tell you what teams. Okay. But I'm going to tell you like what he's done at these programs. So after his first stop, six losing seasons, he stepped in. And he took a program that went 24 and 42 overall and went 17 and 6 mm. in his three years Interesting. Okay. Then he went to another school that was uh, 17 and 17 in three seasons. And then he took them and went 22 and two with that program. Moved on again, obviously working his way up the ladder. He, uh, he took over for a program that, that national relevance, 
uh, but they had no bowl wins in three years, went 65 and 15 and won two national titles mm. with this program. Then he went to another place because, you know, just continuing to rise. Uh, they had all sorts of off the field issues. There was something with like gold pants that was like being thrown around and the gold pants thing got that coach fired and he, he took them uh, in he lost four conference games in seven years, going 54 and four overall. Name that coach. Um, well, it sounded a lot like Jim Trussell until, which I, I was like, there's just no way. Yeah. He's like, 80. um, yeah. I mean, who's the guy who coached North Dakota state, uh, a couple of years ago. Cause it sounds a lot like that guy. It, it does, but it's one urban Meyer. Ah, now do I believe that Michigan State will land Urban Meyer. No, I don't. But when you're asking me realistic candidates that I would be happy with seeing, it's guys yeah. that are in that upper echelon. And who knows? Here's the thing. People don't know anything about this coaching search. Last week, we got a Spartan community letter from Alan Haller, the athletic director at Michigan State, and he was basically saying in this letter, because he's not doing any media availability. We looked into that. Yeah, it's not yeah. happening. He's basically saying, don't believe anything that you hear, good or bad. We're going to do a whole, we have all this time. We can actually do this search the way that we want to. We were pigeonholed by what Mark D'Antonio did to us. We had to go to Fickle and then backed into Tucker. And like, that was just like mm. speed, 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 speed. The ability for them to, to actually get into a room with guys like Urban Meyer, mm -hmm. guys at other programs after the season's over. They're going to be able to go and approach some of these coaches. You've got lots of movement in college football as a whole overall. Like Utah's head coach. What's his interest in, in staying in Utah? Oh, with like, him, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I again, I'm not saying that he's a candidate, but he could, he could be. Yeah. Like, Urban Meyer's obviously got a cushy deal sitting up there on the Fox set and the BTN set doing his thing. He doesn't have to leave that, but does Urban Meyer want a redemption tour? And and does does it fit what Michigan State wants to do in winning games? And yeah. questions are going to be, oh, he's a scumbag. Blah, blah, that's horrible. That's a bad PR move for the university. Maybe he's changed. Maybe he's learned. He obviously got ousted and embarrassed at the fact that he couldn't get the NFL franchise going in the right I'm just simply saying yeah, so that I, it's it's so, like I don't think it's gonna happen. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I'm not sitting here like I'm not championing for him, but I'm also not. Like if they hired Urban Meyer, I'd go. Let's go. Let's win. Yeah. So uh, let me let me play. Let me look at this from from my perspective. And so a lot of Michigan fans are gonna like absolutely. They're they're listening to you right now and they're just laughing. That's fine. Right. They're absolutely laughing. They do that anyways. But. Where I would agree with you is like if I'm Michigan State's administration, I would at least kick the tires, right? Like don't Everybody. don't eliminate him from consideration. Say, yeah, let's go look at Kyle Whittingham. Let's go look at uh, Urban Meyer. Let's go look at Deion Sanders. Let's go look at some of these coaches and just say, I'm gonna make an overture and say, would you be interested at all in coming back for college football? Uh, we've got a, a, a top 25 revenue producing program. We got. Um, all these different things. You're in the Big Ten, which, my God, and, and starting next year, you want to be in two conferences. Exactly. The Big Ten and the SEC. If you're not, you're an also-ran. I don't care what the Big 12 has done to bring back Colorado, bring back Utah, bring back Arizona. I'm sorry. You don't have Texas. You don't have Oklahoma. You've got nothing. Okay? You've got two conferences going forward, and I want to be in one of those two conferences. So 
Yeah, I would look at those guys. I would look at the, you know, I think that the, the coach at Washington State, I think the coach at Oregon State are both, I think would be really good candidates. I think they've shown a lot. The Washington State guy could probably bring Cameron Ward with him as the quarterback, and boom, 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 you can replace All of a sudden. Noah Kim immediately. So, like, I look at guys like that. I, I don't. I will not laugh at your Urban Meyer um, comment. I, I mean, he's See, fifty-nine. Here. You know, like, does he want to go up against Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, where that he would knows be nothing, the challenge? Nothing more in his life to come back and beat Michigan. Well, his wife let him. Again, there's a lot, yeah, but kick there, the tires. There, but kick the and, tires. And, and, and for all the Michigan fans, you said Michigan fans are probably laughing at me. All right, let me let me let me throw it to you this way: If some job opportunity in your field of whatever it is you do comes to you and 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 just at least say, "Hey, we've got a potential opportunity. Would you like to talk about it?" Mm-hmm. How many people are going? Absolutely not. Right. I don't. Wait a minute. It's more money. No, I don't. I'm not interested in hearing you that. It's an opportunity to do something really special. No, I'm not interested. All right, you're a liar. You're lying to me. You're lying to yourself. Like, you're going to listen. That doesn't mean you take the job. I mean, I don't know how many times, yeah. like, post-TV, people have come up to me and, and, and said, hey, want to have a conversation about something? Absolutely. Let's sit down. Let's have a cup of coffee. Let's have lunch, whatever it is. I've not taken majority of the opportunities, but that the fact is that you listen to them. You kind of think about that. It's a good problem to have. Michigan State. Obviously, not a great situation having to find a new coach after four seasons when you sign the big mega deal. No, that's not good. The pro- the, here's the thing. Moving forward, where are we going? What are we doing? How invested are we? This hire is simply the most important hire in Michigan State football history. History. I would agree with that because you're at a, you're at a moment in college football where the, between NIL, the transfer portal, the, new conferences, the, the new conferences, 12 team playoff. You are either going to be a player within that space or you're an nobody. Right. And there's a lot of teams in the Big Ten that are about to be a nobody. Look at all the Big Ten team West. All of them. Nobody. Like maybe Wisconsin maybe. when Fickle gets his guys. Yeah. Maybe Wisconsin. Iowa, Iowa's toast. Yep. Illinois <laughs> showed that they were. They were One nothing. Year, yeah. Northwest. Northwestern is never going to be competitive. Minnesota. PJ Minnesota. Fleck, nine and four uh, seasons are gone. Yeah. And, yeah. and nine and four is not good enough anymore. Nine and four no. is no longer like where you need to no. be. Now, if you go nine and four, you know, for a bunch of years and then you pop one and you go 11 and one and then you relegate back to nine. And four, okay. Okay. Like that's a livable place to be, especially in, mm-hmm. you're not going to make the 12 team playoff every single year. I think some teams will be always in the discussion, but like even Michigan, I don't think Michigan's going to make the 12-team playoff every single year. No, I wouldn't. Now, yeah. do I think they make it three out of five years on a consistent basis for the next 15 years? I, I would say yes. But that doesn't mean that they're falling off. That yeah. just means it's, a, it's still going to be hard. You're going to have more competition. Obviously, these teams are starting to ramp things up yeah. and whatnot. I'm just simply saying I, I, I brought that kind of like a little tongue-in-cheek when I was reading those records and stuff because obviously Urban Meyer would be like, a super controversial hire to a place that doesn't really need controversy right now. <laughs> but at the same time, what do we really want? Do we do does And that's where Michigan Can state I, has to make yeah. this decision. Do we want to be this proud, like straight edge program, or do we want to actually compete in the college football world? And you can find a way to be kind of both because as much as Michigan has done things the right way, there's still some things that go on in Ann Arbor that I mean, nobody's every ever, program, but that, every program. And that, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. 
while I don't don't think that there's anything horrible going on in Ann Arbor, there's clearly not that we know of, but to, to sit here and say, well, Michigan State needs to hire like a choir boy yeah, yeah, no, who's going to be not. squeaky there's clean no, there's no such and thing. there's like, no such thing. No problems will ever happen yeah. in East Lansing again. It's just stop it. No. And, and look, the demographics, I mean, go speak to a statistician, um, you know, and look at like if you put together 100 and usually 25, including the walk ons on any given team. Uh, and you provide, and, and now like the NIL money, all that stuff, you're going to have issues, right? I mean, like the NBA, which has, what is there, 12 guys on the team, something like that. And you've got, you know, you've got bodyguards and you've got, uh, you know, you, you've got agents and you got everything with like that has tons of problems. Okay. Everybody's going to have problems. Every program's going to have some type of, you know, arrest happening if not every year, every other year, yeah, they're going to have some type of allegations, just, uh, dude, sexual assault allegations. There's just every, too it's many just, people. It's, it's too many. It's too many people. Absolutely. Let me throw three names at you. Okay. Okay. Because here is a Michigan fan and is looking at this and saying, okay, using my criteria, I just said you want to be part of one of one of two conferences, either the Big Ten or the SEC going forward. I think the ACC. I mean, Clemson's trying to get out. Florida State's trying to get out. I think it's just a matter of time before that conference falls apart. The Big 12, yes, they've had some additions, but again, no Oklahoma, no Texas. What do you really have? Uh, so if I was Michigan State, I would I would look at these guys, and I would think, as a, looking as a Michigan fan, I would say, these are big-time hires. But I'm curious if if everybody's getting compared to Urban Meyer, then you might be like, eh, right? But to me, I'm like, look what these guys have accomplished. A gentleman who down in, let me find his uh, stats here. Big 12, Big 12, Big 12. The Big 12 coach. That's a Big 12 coach. Okay. All right. He has gone 158 and 77 in his career at this particular school. He's making $7.5 million right now. His bowl record is pretty darn good. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven bowl wins. Um, he has finished in the top 10, uh, let's see here, twice, including a number three finish back in 2011. Mike Gundy of Oklahoma State. Oh, I'm a man. I'm 40. I would be so interested in. No, not not really. I think he's. I think the, he's he's he would be a very interesting hire. I think he would bring a great offensive mind and the defense. They they, they haven't been horrible defensively either. Uh, it would be interesting to see if he's ready for a new challenge. But I think I think he's too much of a Southern guy. Okay. To 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 really come up here and and. But if they if they were kicking the tires and they landed them, would you be like, all right, that's a that's a I, I green light. Okay. Green light. Okay. Uh another one. Now this one violates my current rules, but uh he is kind of stuck in this uh school. He's stuck in a division where he's never really gonna win it. Although this weekend he's playing Georgia in a top twenty matchup. Um he has taken a program that I know you were really quick to like look up the stats. I, I don't know what they did before him, but I will argue that they were one of the most irrelevant teams in the SEC before him. Um, he's gone 71 and 59. Mark Stoops at Kentucky. <laughs> I knew you were going to. Yes. He's got a light. four and three bowl record. But he wouldn't lead the SEC. You don't think so? No. And I think that that he's happy. What is he making? 4.5? 6.8. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. He's No, he's not going anywhere. You're telling me, so you just use your whole thing like, hey, make a lot more. No, no. You're call, him, State. call him. Call I say, him. I say, Mark, I don't think he's I'm going to make you the highest paid coach in the country at $12 million per year. Guaranteed five-year contract. You know, and here's, but, but here's the thing about him. 
he is what Jim Harbaugh was his first five years. Wins a lot of football games, can't win the big one. And and again, but that big one's at Kentucky. I mean, but the, I, but but Kentucky and Michigan State football are very, similar. Are very yeah. like they're a team that can pop you for ten wins one year and then they'll relegate back to six and six. Mm-hmm. And how many six and six, seven and five, eight and four seasons has he had? Okay. More than the winning version. More than the big nine, yeah, ten, so he's eleven got, win he's seasons. Got two ten win seasons. He's got no. I understand three, he's playing seven and six. He's got an eight and five. He's got a couple of. Uh, five and sevens, but those were early on in his career. Right. He's five and oh right now. Now his recruiting has been outstanding. Again, I would say kick the tires for sure, but is he necessary? Like, and, and I don't know if Kentucky, see, I, I don't pay enough close enough attention to Kentucky's like resource pool to know that if he's got like enough there, mm-hmm. but like damn good recruiter, he recruits against Ohio state, Michigan, Michigan state, uh, Ohio state already. And he gets a lot of those kids. So can he bring that up to East Lansing? Uh, maybe. Um, I would say greenish yellow light. Okay. Greenish yellow. Okay. And this one, I think you're going to be like a little bit like, ah, eh, maybe. But I, I will say, what is this? His playing career? Jeez, so Pete, this guy played in the XFL. Oh, uh, yeah. The Rock? <laughs> Were you getting Dwayne Johnson? Um, all right. So his first stop, he took a program. I don't, again, I don't know much about the program. He had a 12 and two year, a 10 and three year, went 30 and 10 with this program. Uh, his second one in the big 10 uh, went 36 and 34, not a great number overall, but took this team to the big 10 championship game in 2022 this year, five and zero, playing Notre Dame in a top 25 matchup this weekend knows the big 10, obviously Jeff Brome from Louisville and he's a Louisville guy. But again, the ACC, I don't think it's going to be the ACC very much. Yellow to red. He's making, it looks like he's making about $6 million. Because he's been in the Big Ten. And I don't know if you've ever been to West Lafayette, Indiana. Not a great place. Not a great place, but not necessarily like, he he just, he struggled to recruit there. I'm not, I, I think East Lansing is a nicer place, but it's not like, yeah. it's not, we're not talking about New York city or Chicago or like yeah. a big metropolitan area. Like Ann Arbor is as close as you're going to get besides yeah. Minneapolis for Minnesota, right? Uh, Madison, yep. it, like, oh, you're talking about like places, like not a lot of big 10 schools. Columbus is probably the nicest town. I would say as far as like, it, I just got shivered. Yeah, I know. I, I get like, it. I get it. it, it look, visit, visit there anytime, but Columbus, season Columbus, the winter, yeah. Columbus is yeah. a beautiful city. It's, it's got like major pro sports teams. Like yep. they've got, they've, they're the, and Minneapolis, those are the two like biggest cities, if you will. Ann Arbor is outside of Detroit. It's not in Detroit. So Michigan obviously is in the running there. Simply saying West Lafayette and East Lansing are kind of like East Lansing, I think is better, but like, it's still kind of middle of the no, middle of nowhere, the middle yeah. of the state, not like some metropolitan. Anyways, he couldn't get Purdue to a point where they were legitimate. I mean, they weren't legitimate contenders. They won the West. They won a shitty West. Right, and then like, Michigan like, kicked the crap out. Right, of them. it wasn't even a close competitive game. Yeah. And and I just, I'm that's why I say yellow to me, yellow yeah. to red. Like we're not really like, but I love those three names. Okay. I thought that was a very good exercise. I, I think if if I was Michigan State, I would want my AD to go after those three guys. I would say kick the tires in Urban Meyer. I don't know if there's, I'd have to look at like NFL assistant coaches who have been in college who would have some ability to, to come back and do that. I mean, obviously, you know, 
Brian Kelly did it at UCLA a couple years ago. Um, you know, I, I might consider sort of that option too. And so, yeah, it's, it's a conversation we're going to have for many, many more weeks. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and again, the yeah. rumors, the rumors and the speculation that you see from this podcast, from Twitter, from, I mean, Bruce Feldman came out and said that Urban Meyer had said he has no interest in the East Lansing job. Well, he's not going to say it right now. No one's going to say anything right now. It's yeah. just not part of the process right now. Michigan State, Alan Haller is doing his due diligence after he gets through this, you know, just nightmare of a, of of a scenario. In, in, One in, last thing about Michigan State before we talk like college football, Michigan this week. Is there any, has there been any transfer portal news that is that we have to, so nothing that, that I'm seeing a was, lot. He was officially dismissed last week, last Wednesday. So they have, the players have that 30 day window over without a week. Yeah. So it's been over a week. There has not been a transfer. Two kids. Two kids left. Okay. But they left before Iowa. It was uh, the, the long snapper, okay. like Hank okay. Pepper. Okay. And then Justin White, who okay. was a redshirt senior defensive okay. back. And apparently Pepper Pepper's excuse or reasoning was he wanted a fresh opportunity. Okay. Like, whatever. Yeah, you're, sure. you're a long snapper. Sure. Like, yeah, go for it. Know, do whatever. Okay. Uh, and Justin White was buried in the depth chart. Like, I, so I think nobody, he got nobody, nobody, yet. nobody, it's interesting. nobody yet. It's interesting. To keep an and, eye on. and I am also seeing a lot of locked in Twitter posts from the players. Mm-hmm. Like we're locked in, we're a team, we're united. Like now that doesn't mean that after the season, like, because here's hey. the, here's the other thing, right? This is what's so interesting about like if only they could take that leadership from Twitter. Yes. To the football field. I am available for hire. I'm just saying, um, I, I think it's so interesting because, like, right now we're in this 30-day window where the players have, like, all this control, yeah, right? Yeah. I can leave if I want to. No penalties. Yeah, like, whatever I want to do. New coach comes in. Say that's Deion Sanders, and he walks into that room the first day and says, 70% of you aren't going to be here, so pack your bags. I loved that. I, lo- I, I was like, oh, my God, inject that into my veins. Because what he's mm-hmm. done is he said, this is a win. And this is why I want a guy like an Urban Meyer. Who's going to come in and no bullshit. Yeah. Hey, we're here to win so, football games. We're here to win football games. We're going to be good people while we do it, but we're here to win football games. Yeah. I mean, I think that's ultimately, that's one of the big schisms that you have in college athletics nowadays. And I think a lot of fans have come over to your side, which I would almost call like, let's use our star. The, the dark, dark side. side that they are so desperate to win. And they also understand that, that within the, the ranks of the players, the players care about, Going to the NFL, making money, and right. and a- almost all of them. You were interview any recruit, even the two star recruit, about like, hey, you're going to Wyoming. What is your goal? And he's like, playing the NFL. It's yep. not. It's very rare nowadays where they saying like, my goal is to get a great education and leave the school to be a great husband and father and all these different things. That said, you know, you're you're we're at this point where there is a massive. There's two. Uh, you know, smashing into each other. Like, what is college athletics nowadays? Is it wait, the traditional? Wait. What is college football? College football. You're right. College yeah. basketball, probably too. The hockey, field hockey, women's sports. Like that is like that true amateur experience still exists yeah. in that. If stuff, you're a but softball yes. player, you're going to Michigan to get an education to walk out of there and, with a, and with play winning fo- winning absolutely. Softball. But you're going there to get an education. Uh, football and basketball is like. The fans want them to win. So then if you're ultimately all it is is about the success of the program, you really can't have a have a problem with what you just said, with what a Deion Sanders says. 
because what he is saying is like, yes, we made a promise to you, a lot of you about your education at Boulder and the you know Colorado. Eh, that's not that you know. Yeah, you're here to play football, right? Exactly. You're here to you're here so to win football games. Ultimately, people have to make it's an internal thing. Like, are you okay with that? And what I'll tell you is, if you're not okay with that, to- I totally respect it. But college football is away from it. It, yeah, is, it ain't is, for you. Has gone down the, a different trail. Oh, and it's and it's set up by how the systems are in place now. I mean, I remember as a kid growing up watching Michigan, Michigan State. Like high school kids were going to Michigan or Michigan State because they mm-hmm. felt it was the best school and it was like what yeah. they wanted to pursue with careers. Yeah. And like that's that was all like, and that's why I went to Michigan State. I was like, they have a journalism program. Michigan doesn't. Mm-hmm. That was how it was when I was going through that process. Yeah, and I just so, went because that was where I was supposed to go. Was to go to Michigan with my family. Well, it's too bad. It's too bad. You I had a great time. Yeah, I'm sure you did. Um, not as fun as me. Uh, but Ooh, <laughs> that's another that's another date. Uh, maybe in the off season we'll talk about uh, some. We'll, we'll really open up our our college experience. Sure, <laughs> maybe we <sure>. won't. <laughs> what is the dumbest thing you did? <laughs> In college, uh, did you ever crawl home from the bar? Because I did. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not. I, I don't I'm think not, I'm proud I'm of not, that. I'm not. I'm not going to say anything. Uh, but my point is, is that the structure is now yeah. in place where this has turned more and more into a business. Yeah. Football is eventually going to have to break away and start its own thing. They just no longer can go under this guise of. And we're not saying anything no one's ever said before. So I kind of want to move on from it because it's yeah. just, you're just kind of just repeating everybody else. Uh, but I just think that when this hire is finally made. I don't want this guy to come in and like start by saying we're going to have a clean image and we're going to we're going to be we're going to be we're going to yeah. graduate. Listen, that stuff is important. I'm not discrediting it. But that's no longer what college football is. And you can't you can't have it both ways. Right. And if you want to have it both ways, again, same thing you just said. No disrespect to you. Don't expect to win a lot of football games. I would agree. And and if you do want that, then there are programs that you can cheer for and their names are Vanderbilt, Northwestern, and Stanford. Stanford, maybe not North, Northwestern. Well, anymore. still, you know, but, but like that, Wake Forest. Yeah. Yeah. Georgia there's, Tech. There's programs you can cheer for. Didn't Georgia Tech just get popped by Bowling Green last week. Did I thought that? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. My so, gosh. The Mac. Yeah. Always beat a power five. All right. I want to talk college football overall. Before we do, we got a great promotion going on from our friends in Detroit City Distillery right now. Uh, there is an opportunity in November to you and seven of your people, uh, eight total, to join Justin and his wife, Katie. Isn't it Katie? Mm-hmm. Uh, and myself and my wife, Amy, uh, on a tour of Detroit City Distillery down at Eastern Market. What do you have to do to be eligible for this uh, awesome opportunity? Uh, you got to take a picture with your favorite Detroit City Distillery bottle. Product? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe even your T-shirt. Why not? Uh, but take a picture with it. It can be one that's empty that you've already used and you just hold, you just hold on to it. It can be a brand new one. It can be whatever it is, any of the products, take a picture and then send a, you know, shoot at me and Justin on Twitter, J Rose D E T or Michael Spath I T H um, and hashtag DCD. That stands for Detroit City Distillery Wolverine or DCD Spartan. And at the end of the month, we will go through all the people who use the hashtag and we will pick uh, a winner to, to join us. So, um, yeah, really excited about this. You and I are both big bourbon lovers. Oh, yeah. And I, I got to say, my opinion is use rye for your old-fashioned. Of course. That is my recommendation, whether it's, I won't name the other bourbons because we're promoting Detroit City Distillery. That's but a good idea. But there's a lot of options out there. But, yeah, absolutely love love this bourbon. I've been a big fan for about six or seven years. And they're a 
co-owned by a Michigan and Michigan State brand. So perfect, perfect. Uh, Sounds like good counterpart. Symmetry. Absolutely. Symmetry. Who are you watching this weekend? A lot of top 25 matchups, good conference yeah. matchups. I'm going to start my game that I'm super excited to watch is Maryland and Ohio State sure, in Columbus. Sure. Maryland for the last two years has had Ohio State on the ropes. Both years, high-scoring games take the over. Uh, can Maryland finally do it on, on a down-ish Ohio State team? I, I mean, it's in Columbus, That's but they, they pushed them there two years ago. It just seems like, you know how there's always just one Big Ten team just struggles? Like Michigan struggles with Indiana. No, Michigan State struggles with Indiana. No, Michigan struggles. They beat yeah, them, but a like a couple of them. They, but, but it's yeah. the team that plays them harder than anybody else, yeah. and you don't yeah. really understand why. Because like yeah. Indiana and Michigan, it should be a Michigan, and, it, and Michigan's won more than they've lost, obviously. Right. But every year, it's like that Indiana game. It just kind of is like right. there's been a, couple, a little bit closer sure. than you want it to be. Ohio State, Maryland is that yeah. to Ohio State. Yeah. Maryland just they throw the ball. They run similar properties. They don't really do like the smash mouth like line them up thing where Ohio State can seemingly cover that. They can score points. That's my pick of the week. I, that's my okay. pick of the, the, the game of the weekend I'm looking forward yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, most. we'll see if Maryland is again a fraud, a 5-0 and fraud. I, I think what's interesting is you've got two programs in the East, Rutgers and Maryland, that are so desperate to prove they're more than 8-4 um, and four football teams, right? They win, they've, they've been winning a lot of games the last couple of years, but anytime they play Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, and a good team from the West, they get trucked. Because they just haven't shown that they're capable of breaking out. And so this weekend, you actually have Rutgers going to Wisconsin and a big opportunity for Greg Schiano. And then you have Maryland going to Ohio State. If they pull off those two wins, I'm not ready to say that, oh, they're they're ascending and they're in the same, they're not at the same level of of Michigan, uh, or what we think Penn State is this year. But give them a lot of credit if they can get that breakthrough. Uh, so I'll be watching both of those games with you. The Red River shootout is this weekend, number 12 Oklahoma against uh, number three Texas. I think we both in agreement that the Sooners are probably a fraud at this point. They haven't really played anybody. I know Michigan hasn't really played anybody, but they don't have the track record that Michigan has the last couple of years. I mean, Texas, Texas has looked Texas every bit really, a part of a top really, four team. Really good. Yeah. So I think for me, the three thirty. my, my wife's going to be at a baby shower this weekend. So it's just me and my boy, my four-year-old. Um, I, man, this is, I hope she's not listening because we try to limit the, the screen time. But there's Bullet a pretty week. decent chance that I'll pull out the iPad, give it to him, so that I can bounce between. You got Alabama, Texas A&M, a couple of four and one teams. You got Washington State four and zero playing three and one UCLA, and you got four and one Syracuse versus four and zero North Carolina. These are all three thirty games. I will try to like have that game on, and John, or you know what I'm John's I might gonna be do. watching Blippy. <laughs> no <laughs> Paw Patrol. <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man. Those are his. Those are his favorites. Don't get me. Don't take me down the Blippy Road. <laughs> Blippy. No interest in Blippy. Oh, name. It's one of the most awful. Like it's. It's like that. What's the um baby shark one, where it's just like beats into your head and you're like ready to. <laughs> you're ready to get like a drill out and drill into your head just to like let it empty out. I can't. With, I don't have kids, so I just know yeah. my nephew. He's five. And, and he he's just like, blippy, blippy, blippy. And I'm like, what is this? So I pulled it up on YouTube one time, and I was like, oh, my God, no. Do you, know what, do you know what would be a great idea for a sports bar? Is a sports bar that at least, like, one or two TVs shows t uh, kid stuff, and you can, like, just put the headphones in and Bluetooth Gosh. it up. How do, you, how, do you, how, do you, how do you do that with liquor licenses? It's just tough. 
it's tough. Yeah, but a, a, lot tough of, scene. a lot of the places you can go into, your kids are allowed to be in there if they're they're serving alcohol as long as the parent is with them. Got to have food. It's a big restaurant thing. Yeah, part, okay. Part so, okay. I mean, I'll All eat right. food. We'll workshop this. Yeah. If yeah. you're, if you're, if you're if, a royal... If, if you're a capital uh, investor, hit yeah. us up. We're going we're gonna to figure this out. We got Blippy, Bluey. <laughs> Bluey's pretty good, too. Blippy is no, no. That's but like, we'll, 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 we'll get not. them. We'll get them like the kids area. Yeah. And they, you know, chicken tenders. We'll get the Dino Nuggets because kids seem to like the Dino Nuggets. I don't know. Maybe that's they an do like thing. my son likes Dino Nuggets. Okay, yeah, that's we'll get thing. macaroni right. and cheese and the SpongeBob coming back. Do you see that? Yeah, SpongeBob flavor. Or, yeah, he I mean got flavor. SpongeBob, but again, Spider Man. Well, SpongeBob's and a little bit. Paw Patrol. We just took them to see the Paw Patrol movie. Oh, so my. that was a big experience for us that's, last Friday. That's very a lot of fun. That's yeah. very interesting. All right. Do you uh, picks this weekend for? Yeah. Michigan uh, truck rolls, Minnesota. I think this is a very similar, uh, you know, I don't want to just say 45, seven, just because that's what they did last week, but I see something very similar. Um, I actually think JJ McCarthy is going to have a little bit more of a, a, a bigger game. He only had 150, 60 passing yards, but that was all that was needed. I think he puts up 200 plus. I think he throws for three touchdowns. I think this one's in bed early. I'm going to go with 49 two, three. Oof, wow. I think it's a beat. Wow. That would be awesome. I, I would certainly enjoy that. That would allow me to flip channels to the Flippy. Kentucky George, Kentucky George game and future Michigan state head coach, Mark Stoops. Um, I will take the Wolverines this weekend. Definitely cover. Uh, I think the way that they came off the Nebraska game, they're sharp. They're ready to play another great football game. Um, I'm going to take them uh 42 to 10. Okay. 42 to 10 to cover. How about future head coach of the Michigan State Spartans, Mark Stoops against Georgia down in Athens? The Bulldogs are favored by 14 and a half. Mm, see, after Auburn put a scare in them at Auburn, I, I think that Georgia comes out a little more focused. Mm. I think they win that game, cover the spread. Okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. And how about uh, future head coach Jeff Brome? Mm. And they are Notre Dame favored by six and a half in Louisville. Notre Dame has been playing with fire the past couple of weeks. They eked one out at Duke. Um, what's uh, Louisville's record? Five and zero. Oh. Okay, so they're undefeated. At some point, Notre—I mean, Notre Dame did get popped by Ohio State in that last second, you know, win or walk-off win or whatever. I don't know if Notre Dame's as good as everybody mm -hmm. thinks they are, and I think that Louisville has the potential to pull the upset. So I would say take take the points, take Louisville and the mm -hmm. points in this one. I like it. I like it. Maybe I've heard future head coach Marcus Freeman. Mm. I don't, I don't, That's I, true. I, I don't think that one's going to happen. I don't know that you, I don't know. I, I, why would you leave Notre Dame for Michigan state? Yeah. That's period. Where I'm at. I know, Done. I know Brian Kelly just left for LSU, but LSU, LSU and Michigan state are yeah. not the same. <laughs> I mean, that's why you They're paid not... Mel Tucker. That's why you paid Mel Tucker. So he didn't go to LSU. Yeah. Right. right. Oh, if we could have just let him walk. Uh, oh, what a, how much oh, nicer would your life be right now? Oh, it would be so much nicer. Yeah. All right. Next week on the pod. Uh, thank you guys all also for listening, watching on YouTube. Uh, we're really, really starting to see uh, the numbies uh, come in, and we appreciate all of your support out there. So thanks so much. Like and subscribe. Always wanted to say that. Uh, I do it tongue-in-cheek because it's stupid, but it is part of this biz. Um, next week, I do want to start talking a little bit college basketball. Okay. Practices have started sure. for teams. Uh, we're getting a little closer. We're not quite there to uh, where they'll start playing actual games and stuff, but uh, I want to talk about Michigan State. I want to talk about Michigan basketball, what Juwan Howard needs to do this year, and if Michigan State's a national championship contender. So we'll get to that. On next week's episode coming out on Tuesday. I hope you have a great weekend, man. Yeah, absolutely. I love you, man. And um, Well, you're an idiot. Go blue. Thank you. <laughs>